welcome back to the Kraken Report with Calvin and Wes. We're on our third episode. Uh, we've had, as you just said, uh, 24 hours in the hockey media. Um, <laughs> things have happened and the Kraken have played a few games since our last show. Uh, plenty to go over. I think uh, the onus is on us, though, to get through um, what really matters. Uh, hockey could feel a little bit trivial and uh, kind of beside the point when there's larger issues threatening player safety. Yeah. Yeah, so let's um, dive into that one. Um, so initially, we weren't really going to spend a lot of time on the um, the Blackhawks. We, um, this is before um, the report, like re- before the interview came out with Kyle Beach. Um, but as time went on, we decided it was more important to spend more time on it because um, it's not it's not just a Blackhawks story. No, it's um, become a National Hockey League story in a way that uh, to avoid it or not spend time on it would become irresponsible of us, given yeah. our platform, what we want to do. I'll just summarize essentially what happened without going into too much yeah. triggering it's- detail, but I do want to give a trigger warning for sexual assault just because it's kind of it is what happened mm-hmm. um so in 2010 um kyle beach um was assaulted by um brad ulrich who's a coach a skills coach a video coach at the time um and there's a report um where you can read the gruesome details of what happened i won't recount them on the show um he reported it and um the Blackhawks leadership group met right after that, which was during the playoffs and debated whether or not to go forward to the league and decided not to. Um, He continued to be harassed by other players on the ice and in the locker room. And um, what happened in the last 24 hours is that the firm that the Blackhawks hired to investigate after a lot of media pressure, released their findings. And unfortunately they made it really clear who Kyle was. Um, And um, then um, the day after that, the Maple Leafs and the Blackhawks played. Um, The Blackhawks decided to basically pretend nothing was happening, um, which was a little odd. And they made the really excellent choice of sending Patrick Kane out to do media remarks instead of, I don't know, their coach. Um, and also having Jonathan Tays um, make remarks. And I wasn't really like genuinely upset until, until his remark happened. I mean, I, I've known about this story since the summer. It's not new. Yeah, had a lot um, of time to process the story itself. Um, yeah, but I didn't know Jonathan Taze was going to do what he did, which was essentially kind of sidestep around the issue. He said, hey, we were just focusing on playing hockey, which A, is not true, and B, is not a good excuse for yeah, any of yeah. the things that happened. Um, and also he complimented Stan Bowman, which wasn't the time to do that. Um I've seen it going around on Twitter. Oh, you know, like they were young and I like being, being 22 isn't really an excuse. Guys get drafted in the NHL at 18. So 22 
it, it was appropriate for him to have known and i've also seen it asked like hey what what do you what would you want him to do like i don't know anything yeah. literally anything yeah. but he did nothing and even like just now if he would have just said hey kyle we failed you and i'm sorry we failed you um and i don't know made a donation to the trevor project um or rain um maybe rain would be better um that would have been better but he chose he chose the wrong path which shows me that he hasn't changed so a lot of the uproar you've seen has been around that i we obviously want to state that kyle beach is a hero and we stand behind him and we're sorry that he had to bear this burden alone for the past decade um but it's not over by any means about 20 minutes ago or so we found out that the nhl is going to take um x over aldrich's name on the cup which is good mm -hmm. um i just don't think his name should be the only one these crimes happen in community clearly um so the people who are in community enabling the crimes and covering them up should also be implicated. Yeah, you could say that Taves had young captaincy and that he was within a system that discourages um, people to speak out, but it's still the onus is on him as the captain of a major hockey team with a lot of spotlight on them at that moment. Um, to put people before winning. Um, of course, they did win the cup that year, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems that the whole organization prioritized that over the lives of the players. Uh, just really disgusting how little their players seem to matter to them. And we've seen the fallout with Quinville. And I'd like to see Jonathan Taves stripped of captaincy. Um, I'd like to see them just go with A's for a while. I don't think there should be a captain within that system. If they allowed goalie captains, maybe someone like Flurry from the outside, but uh, anyone under the Taves system and uh, what's been happening there, I don't think it could be Kane. I don't think it could be Taves. Um, I think you just start over and, and just strip everyone and, you know, uh, try to build something better because uh, it can't get much worse than it is now. No, I can't. I don't expect them to. What they did uh, last night was a PR nightmare from like yeah. the very beginning to the very end. So like something in me is like, they're not going to change anything, are they? Um, but like, I I definitely don't think Taves should ever be a captain again. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've, it, I saw a tweet that was like, you coaches will healthy scratch players for missing breakfast. Yeah. Right. Missing breakfast. Like, the, it is not outside the bounds of expectation. One thing I did want to say is that, like, I've seen, spec like, whenever people maybe who haven't been paying attention to this all summer um, get news of the story, they often go, oh, well, they investigated it once they found out, right? It's fine, right? And I think it's unequivocally something not that we fine. have to get yeah. out there that, like, that's not the case. They found out about this um, years ago and they have chosen not to act. When Kyle came forward anonymously, the league refused to act and it was a story, it was a story. And so did the Blackhawks. They said that it's without merit. Um, but then he took legal action and that's why this is happening. 
it isn't because the league only just found out that there was a crime. Mm -hmm. They knew there was a crime. This isn't the league doing good, and that's why it's not good enough. Um, I honestly, like, I just, if it's been 10 years, because looking at the timeline, what happened to Kyle happened. He stayed with the team for that three weeks. There was another victim in that three weeks that he stayed. There was one more. And then they gave him a recommendation letter for some reason. And then he went on to abuse other kids at a school. So, like, yeah, we don't know how many victims there are. There are a lot more. And that's really gruesome to think about. But it's just the fact that this organization was that reckless with player safety because they were. <laughs> this is player safety. Assault is player safety. And it's not um, just this organization. It's a huge institutional problem and players not speaking up. And uh, I think we've hit a, a part where players need to start talking about mental health and uh, abuse within the locker room. And uh, we might we might start seeing a lot of it. I hope this is the start of something new because it's the NHL. I don't have high hopes, but um, I'd like to see a lot more done. Yeah, did and I as far as coaches, Tortorella has spoken out. <sighs> and I mean, I I, NHL like... wouldn't have done any of this if it weren't for the Athletic publishing the report over the summer, no. right? Like, even if they knew and they investigated, um, unless the league is forced into playing their hand, they're not going to do anything. No, people to shout out here are Katie String, um, Rick Westhead, um, who published at the Athletic. They were on, you said you heard it on Overdrive. Um, yeah. Steve Dingle podcast um, did a good amount of pushing it. Um, they had a lot of exposés. Uh, but Katie String and request said are the reasons this came out. It wasn't, it wasn't because the league found out. This absolutely was dismissed. Um, the problem that's uncomfortable to think about as a hockey fan now is that it's not, it was absolutely not the only one. Um, and so now we have to decide whether we're going to rethink the way we play. I'm sure as a parent that like the shadowed you quite a bit because you have a kid who plays hockey. Yeah, um, I mean, she just ice skates now. I don't know. She'll go down the hockey path. Uh, maybe a figure skating path makes more sense. Um, I mean, one, having, yeah. having a daughter who's looking into sports anyway, I mean, it is worrying, isn't it? Who knows like what kind of abuses are in women's hockey? I can't be all clean and there's no like pathway for reporting in women's or men's hockey. So uh, I hope, I hope to see systems created out of this where players could speak out and uh, they could actually, actually do it without being held to the fire by the media. Yeah. I just, um, yeah. If you're listening and you're thinking, Oh, I respected that player. I respected that coach. Um there's a good chance that they were not the person that you thought you respected. Um, because, I mean, just type Tave's name into Twitter. There's unfortunately a good amount of evidence with the locker room photo from 2010 um, where there's like a homophobic remark written yeah. on a board. Um, and he, when the report came out, Tave said he was annoyed because it was going to highlight the conversation which is the exact opposite of what you'd want from captaincy, uh, not taking accountability and doing the opposite, saying that uh, this is a distraction, even amidst 
like an investigation that's about to happen uh, because I think his name clearly, uh, I mean, him and Kane are probably, you know, Kane, of course, uh, has his own, you know, troubles outside the game. Uh, yeah. Maybe you don't respect those players because um, they don't seem by, like very good or decent people. Um, I mean, yeah, their, I... their play is one thing, right? Like people see Taves and they saw his, you know, uh, Olympics and, um, but that's a, that's long past and and this issue is past but it's also very present uh, we have to deal with it now uh, just because it was 10 years ago doesn't mean that the pain left uh, either of the players that are that come up in the document yeah um the only two coaches i heard speaking out were towards and keith yeah Keith did make a statement which made me feel better um about the leaves anyway um but yeah uncomfortable time in hockey um especially for like you know um you may have noticed that some of us are having a harder time dealing with it than others um of course but i mean i've noticed blackhawks fans are having a really hard time grappling with it and i would too would, um, yeah. it's not easy to make these realizations um but I mean, I think it's good. I am upset that Beach had to come forward. It, it was pretty clear listening to that interview that one of the main reasons he came forward because he hadn't, he, the report uh, revealed him. It gave his um, height. Like, a, I mean, if you give like the dimensions of a player, it's a, it might become pretty obvious who that is on that team at that time. Yeah, it didn't take anyone long to figure it out, unfortunately. No. And, um, we weren't going to name him. Um, we would have gone before, with the John Doe, yeah, of course. Before we could record, he came out and we were like, well, okay, guess we will. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's a heavy moment, but I think it's important to dig in. Um, we are obviously not the biggest player in sports media, so we're not breaking anything. Not yet. But, um, we have to talk about it, though. Yeah, Can't of course. Of course, if you look at uh, the fallout of it, just like look at the Blackhawks play for the early season with this hanging over them and knowing what's coming. Um, they like broke the record for like a losing team, uh, uh, a team without a lead for what, like six, seven games um, until yeah. Toronto just there. Uh, their coach, until uh, Toronto was there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's always <laughs> Toronto, right? Uh, Jeremy Colton. Um, he was uh, he had the whole thing going around Twitter with his whiteboard where he handed it off to the players. Uh, you could see there's disarray and uh, some kind of dissonance going around the locker room. And um, I, I'm surprised they even played that game against Toronto. I, if there, you know, a game could be canceled for, uh, you know, some sports would be canceled for weather. Um, I think this would be a valid reason not to put the hockey first and take a step back and instead address it and have a media day with some players and coaches. I, I, I would have liked to have seen that. We've seen the fallout with the Quinville um, who was the coach of the Blackhawks at the 2010 um, very respected long tenured coach who's now uh, met with Bettman today and then exited the Florida system. He, he coached for the Florida Panthers who are uh, strongly showing results from his coaching. So a, a major profile um, release from the league today. Yeah. I mean, it 
we got the question, you know, it, it does that mean it's over? Um, and I mean, you can answer it with your opinion. I would say probably, yeah. Batman I mean, did not ban him from the league, unfortunately, but yeah, it's probably not coming back for a while. Yeah, our friend Jamie asked, is it is it over for uh, Quinville? Because um, he has like a personal relationship to um, within his family or his, uh, his wife's family. So uh, there's a uh, very unlikely that he's coming back because he's 63 and kind of already on the tail end of a career. Um, I doubt he's going off to like KHL for a rehab career. Uh, I, I don't see any team wanting to touch this issue. Uh, I mean, you, do you see anyone signing on to bring this issue into their system? I, I don't see. If Babcock can't get hired in the NHL, neither can neither can Kunville. Like, yeah. Babcock was nowhere near as bad as this. Knock on wood. I hope nothing I think, else comes I up. Think but like, possibly Babcock was more actively bad in what he instigated and what he brought onto his players. Like, uh, maybe he was more verbally and uh, abusive. And um, like coming from him, I think there's probably more. But um, as far as we know, Babcock wasn't like withholding information about player safety. So, no, I'm just like it's could it's not as bad as intentionally mishandling a abuse case right. not that babcock is a great coach you won't hear me praising him but like if he can't come back then no he quinville can't come back either um i wanted to make a remark about the leafs blackhawks game though can i oh. <laughs> no <laughs> yes yes i watched it too so. yeah because we were watching it side by side and you were watching the the chicago broadcast yes i was watching the leafs broadcast and you actually messaged me why are they talking about the game and i was like they're not talking about the game they're talking to another abuse survivor from like a old scandal and you were like no chicago is talking about the game <laughs> right they were interviewing a player about the first period of a fucking hockey game when there was a major abuse scandal that uh reflected their team uh i i couldn't believe that's the way they went uh to start the broadcast, at least they addressed it, and they're like, uh, "Why are we even doing hockey tonight?" But uh, then I switched to the lease after that because that's that's offensive. I don't want to hear about the first period of a hockey game. Nobody cares about that. And apparently, um, in the first intermission in the locker room of the Leafs locker room, there were some tense words exchanged that, and that's why you saw that energy shift. Um, apparently, Nylander had shown a lot of motivation for the team. Um, I was hoping for some, you know, me, I'm not really a pro fighting person, but, oh man, was I, <laughs> I was like, that's an injured taste, man. Um, I mean, I, the Leafs have enough things to worry about other than fighting right now. So, but, um, Wayne did crash into Taves pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Simmons um, gave him a good hit. So. That's that's good. I was kind of expecting a little more, but I was also expecting more energy from Chicago against Chicago. And I, of course, shouldn't have expected that. Um, Just don't like, expect things from this team. I don't, yeah. I'm I don't know why you would. I'm impressed that they are still on a losing streak. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a weird, 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 weird broadcast um so that's that situation um definitely take care of yourselves um yeah please uh, do whatever you need and uh maybe i'll leave timestamps in the episode so people could skip forward if they'd like but uh 
Definitely. Um, always reach out to, um, we'll include maybe some information about hotlines. Um, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, if you're re listening to this by chance and you are thinking, you know, this is no big deal. We experienced this in my junior high hockey team or my peewee hockey team or my high school or college team. And I would encourage you to not excuse it. Um, if that happened in your team, that means what happened to you wasn't okay. If anything similar to what the Blackhawks went through happened to you or your peers, um, it's not okay. I would encourage you to seek help with it because nothing that happened was normal, excusable locker room talk or hockey behavior. None of it was okay, including making fun of someone for being perceived as being gay. Nothing. I would encourage you to get help with that. Um, if you are hearing this and thinking this is just how hockey is though, it isn't. And I'm sorry that you had that experience to tell you that it is. Sorry, oh. so um, from that, should we look at uh, that? I mean, that's so important. It sort of trivializes uh, doing the other parts, right? But uh, <laughs> maybe I could give like my report from like being at the first game in the next episode. And maybe we should go just into the Minnesota game today. What do you think? Um, we, it's up to you. Um, let's talk about it at least a little bit. How was the first game? Okay, was, let's talk about it. It's fine. Um, it's a lot of pressure when we're looking at this Blackhawks thing. And uh, I yeah. just want people to know that we do care and that it. Uh, the rest of this doesn't matter as much as that. Um, there's Got it, yeah. Being there in person, finally, just waiting my entire life for a Seattle hockey team. It's, uh, I mean, uh, there's there's no way to describe what that feels like, how, how good that is. Uh, the, the actual production of it all, though, um left a lot to be desired for me the yeah. i mean it's nice just to go and watch hockey and not have any theater about it and there's like no pomp and circumstance at this arena like a, they pretty much just got access to the building to like do their thing and test it out you know like day of the, the week of so it's not like they had a lot of prep time like their projectors haven't even shown up to like project things onto the ice so uh, there are a lot of uh, elements that other uh, arenas have and that we're prepped to have, but uh, we we don't quite have in our, our own presentation yet. Yeah, I um, also kind of noticed that it was a little lackluster. Um, yeah. But I mean, I we've definitely, the team has definitely gotten its morale up since being in its own building. I think um, it's definitely helped. I mean, yeah, even... Yeah, even losing that game that I went to, you could feel like that Vancouver game. You could just feel the energy of the building and the players feeding off it in a different way. Um, as they try to find their identity, home games are just so important. And someone had commented on, on our Twitter, and I kind of agree. It's like, even if we lost, like, yeah. it's just so amazing to have this team. And we're nowhere near the spot where you should be disappointed in a hockey team for losing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, if we lose the season, don't make the playoffs, maybe don't be disappointed anyway. Uh, maybe yeah. be happy that we have hockey in Seattle and that we're uh, we're building towards something. We're not at the peak of something and then downhill like like Vegas might be next year. Like uh, we're not going to piece off these guys we have for for nothing. Right. Like 
uh, we built with a lot of cap space in mind so we could keep some guys around and uh, kind of build with the team we have, find out who works and uh, shuffle guys around who don't. So uh, there's a lot of time and space to figure it out. And then uh, after that game, we had two straight wins. So uh, we're, we're definitely vibing now. Tanev, especially, uh, my friend messaged me. He deserves a medal. Just give him uh, the player of the year. Give him the MVP now. Yeah. I mean, he's going to... He's going to be in the running for a few of these awards. I think he's really um, a standout for, like, personality on the team. But also, he's, he can put the puck in the net, and that's great. That is excellent that he can put the puck in the net as much as he can. Um, it's what we need. And I just think he's an excellent, really excellent part of our team. I also am liking, you know, um, Bastion. He seems great. Um yeah, we really are having one of our problems at first was we didn't have a core identity, and I think we really are getting one now. Um, yeah, in the I'm players seeing that. I think it is stemming from Tanev. I think he is the personality of the team, and they need to anchor a lot of what they're doing around uh, who he is, how he plays. Uh, between him and Grubauer and Giordano, I think you have a, a line there that you could that you could look to and uh, expect scoring defense and goaltending every game. Um, I mean, there's other things we need to work on. Sometimes the defense isn't quite holding up their end. Uh, when Grubauer hasn't done well in the early games, it's a defensive yep. problem. Uh, Grubauer pretty much will stand on his head if you uh, give him openings and um, don't crowd him in and don't block his visibility lines. Uh, he'll stand on his head anytime you need him to. So a lot of it's, it's uh, getting that trust. It's amazing how much defense is very important. Like, I <laughs> like because coming as a Leafs fan, we just lost Anderson. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't doing well. I mean, and whatever rose-colored glasses we want to look at it through now, Anderson wasn't doing well, and it was logical to trade him. Um, <laughs> he just got a shutout at Carolina. Um, <laughs> Carolina looks good. So. Yeah, he's just he's amazing, and it's interesting what the difference is between the Leafs and the Canes, what's the difference? The difference is he actually has defense now and he doesn't have to be the entire defensive team. So yeah, Gru is doing great, but you see he's doing better when he has better defense to back him up. Yeah, I mean, just people trusting him and knowing how to work around him will uh, give us foundations there. Um, but yeah, you, you still see a lot of needless mistakes and turnovers, especially that Vancouver game. Uh, but uh, even in yeah. this Minnesota one, you're still seeing those uh, openings where we could play a little better. And once we have that identity, we will. Um, that's that's a good game for us to win. I feel like Minnesota is pretty evenly matched with uh, what we have going. So. Oh, yeah. we. I'm very happy with our team. I know it's weird to shift totally from, like, a serious hockey story to, like, we're really happy with the Kraken. Yeah. But, like... Um, it, these waters are hard to navigate um but yeah i'm really happy with what we have for our team i i couldn't be more pleased i could uh, i mean i i could be more pleased <laughs> i guess i will be more pleased in the future um i think they'll be more pleasing to watch uh, eventually than they have been early in the season um, yeah. I don't always need them to win either. I just uh, I just want to see, you know, the whole effort. I want to see the whole team playing. And I don't think we have that quite yet, but uh, 
I think for a team that was expected just to be defensive and low scoring, uh, we have a surprising amount of scorers out there. I mean, guys like Flurry putting up numbers tonight, that's great for us. Um, yeah. Getting goals from defense is really good. Seeing Giordano put one in and uh, also get assists, I think it's it's important that uh, a lot of our structure will come from our defense and move up. Yeah. Oh, one thing to mention um, is that the Premier Hockey Federation, formerly the NWHL, um, has a streaming deal with ESPN Plus. Yeah, um, um, that's cool. Huge. I started watching it on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Better than Twitch, eh? So. Yeah, I still subscribe to them on Twitch. But um, the, um, yeah, I encourage everyone to check them out, um, especially the Toronto Six um, for no reason whatsoever. Um, but um, it we should be interested in pushing forward, quote unquote, women's hockey. But, um, and then hopefully we will get our own team. I, um, I think we may be like second in line, but like, I also think it depends on how the Kraken does. If there's like this much fan excitement, I can see the PHF going, huh? Well, there's a market here, you know? Um, as long as we are looked at as businesses and not charities. I like that it's Premier Hockey Federation. That sounds less like, oh, it's a women's league, right? Like like putting a gender in front of your league, I think, is pretty outmoded. Yeah, I mean, of course it is gender segregated now. But it like, is, but I, um, I think the name sounds a lot grander than than here's our segregated league with our, here's our segregated league. name, yeah. Because it's not even women's only; it is trans inclusive. So right. Um, so I I think that definition needs to go away anyway. Because uh, I I mean, if you want to make a a truly inclusive league, then defining them as being women isn't quite the right way. Yeah, I'm really excited though for what's to come for that season. I want to encourage our listeners to to check it out. Um, it's gonna be great. Um, yeah. and. Um, yeah, what else? We have uh, some games coming up, um, yeah, and we we're excited. For yeah, we have New season. York, which will be a hard game. That'll be a lot to watch, but then we have, like, a, a series of them that seem winnable. We have Buffalo and Anaheim coming to town, so, uh, hopefully we could crush them, and, uh, I don't know. Maybe we won't be, uh, fighting every game. We seem to be scoring and not fighting so much, so maybe our identity's shifting, but, uh, we'll follow that. And we'll also follow yeah. closely any other social issues and uh, things that uh, we really just need to address. Uh, thank you for coming on, doing your summary for the Blackhawks. That was a uh, very good and well put. Of course, and you may be asking why you're talking about the Blackhawks, guys. It's not a Blackhawks podcast, and it's true. We are not a Blackhawks. I can talk. I promise. We're not a Blackhawks podcast. Um, but this is a human issue. Um, it's a workplace issue. It's a hockey issue. It's a power structure issue. And so I've been, I, um, I've been talking about it to people outside of hockey um, pretty passionately because it's not just even a hockey issue. And I don't know any, I don't think any of us in this league can turn away from examining what came up it's uncomfortable and it's not fun and it's not cheerful or happy. Um, but I think we all would do a disservice to ourselves, our kids, um, 
and any of the hockey players who we like, including Kyle Beach, mm -hmm. if we didn't examine this. Yeah, but we're very proud of Kyle and uh, I'm grateful that the conversation is happening. We know if this were NFL, it would be on the front page of every newspaper. So uh, we, I mean, we really want to get the conversation out of just the hockey media and uh, hopefully uh, some other people are talking about it too. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can't really understate how big of a story this is. It's not, it's a huge story. One of the biggest stories we've had this decade in sports. Yeah, I think, um, well, definitely, since it's just started and it'll be the biggest hockey story of the year for sure. Uh, besides our Kraken entering the league, this is, you know, one or two. So. Do you think that the Blackhawks could, the Chicago could lose their team? No, um, I think I think original six teams are pretty secure. I think it might be time to go to Chicago hockey team, though, and uh, maybe you drop the Blackhawks do a total rebrand now. Um, but no, Chicago can't lose their team, I think. That's fair, yeah. Do you, you feel like they I, could? Um, I think that this is a weird time in hockey. And I think that, yeah, they're, aren't they owned by like just a really rich family? Um, but like, I, I think there's a lot of public pressure right now to change things because it it seems a little unimaginable that Taves could be stripped of his title, but like, I think that's going to happen. I think that he's going to get stripped. They can't so, take him off the, the, um, they, I mean, they can't like fire him and take him off the team. They can't drop his, uh, his amount that they're paying him. Um, so that, uh, that's all they're yeah, left to they do. That's their him. only, uh, yeah, yeah. That's their only, uh, weapon in their arsenal now is a uh, stripped him of captaincy and, um, they're ready for a rebuild anyway, so uh, they're in a tough spot where this whole uh, legacy of the last 10 years is uh, finally fading out, and they're probably ready to find some new guys in there anyway. Does he, I should check that friendly out, but does he have a no-trade clause and all that cancel stuff where they can't even... So. Yeah, I don't think he could be moved. Fun, fun. I love that yeah. hockey has a union, but like it also puts these shitty things well, these crappy things sorry in place but like if there's a player who's a genuine problem yeah i, I mean they, they like, may need to restructure some things in the nhl and um yeah i mean it, when there's a union what could you do it's ultimately for the better good of the players of course yeah and it's not just kane who's that's protected i mean um kate's who that's protecting it's more of them but um I don't know. I just, I think that more seismic change is coming. Um, and I'll, I'll be interested to see where we are at the next time we record this podcast. Yeah, I think we'll have more. I think we'll have a lot more on this. So we'll update, yeah. probably not front load it next time, but uh, next time we'll probably start with Kraken and get you what, what you need, what you come here for. But uh, yeah. But we'll keep following this issue and updating it. Absolutely. Thank you, Calvin. Get some rest. I know I will. Um, Thank you so much, Wes. All right, okay. have a good night.